Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. If you're thankful for the blood of Jesus, can you clap your hands unto the Lord? Shout with a voice of triumph and thanksgiving. Thankful for the blood of Jesus this morning. Amen. Give honor to the ministry of this church this morning. No way I would ever try to top what Brother Boyd administered this morning, but I feel like the Lord still has something for us this morning. And uh, thankful for His power, thankful for His word this morning, and how He is going to minister in this place before we close. He is a good God. Amen. Amen. You will, let's turn to John, the second chapter in the 19th verse. In my 42 years of living, I have read many books, where they be religious novels or religious books. And even some of our authors, there's some things that you can question and wonder about if it's truth or if there's some things in there that's very questionable. I want to tell you this morning, in my 42 years, I know this word is true more than ever before. I know this word is true. I know it's true and it's powerful. I know the word is true. And I'm thankful for the word this morning. I said I'm thankful for the word this morning. Thankful for the word. Jesus answered and said unto them, destroy this temple. In three days, I will raise it up. I want to minister for a little while on the power of his word. The power of his word. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I believe God is wanting to minister in this place to certain people. And before we leave this place, he will minister to you. You will leave here sanctified and filled and comforted in your mind that God is a God of his word. And his word is powerful. Can we lift our hands unto the Lord? Can we lift our hands and begin to pray? Lord, we love you. We praise you, Jesus. God, I thank you, God, for your word this morning. God, I ask God that you've ministered, Lord, to my mind, Lord. We know your word is already anointed, God. We ask God right now that you anoint these lips, oh God. God, with the authority and the power of the Holy Ghost, Lord. I take dominion, Lord, over any doubt, Lord. I take dominion, Lord, over anything, God, that would attack our minds, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, God. You are our author and our finisher, Lord, of our faith, God. And I take claim, Lord, in your power, Lord. In the name of Jesus, can we clap our hands? Thank you, Jesus. 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 You may be seated. 
The Word of God is the most powerful force in the world. It was the Word of God that created the heavens and the earth. The earth was suspended in space by the Word of God. In the beginning, the Spirit moved on the face of the water and nothing happened. But when God said, let there be, things began to happen. I like to be where the Spirit of God is. But I like to be where the Word of God is being preached and being ministered. In Psalms 138, the Word of God is great that He magnified His Word above His name. In John 101, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John 1 and 14 says, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. That confirms in Colossians 2 and 9 that for in Him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. If you believe that this morning, why don't you shout with a voice of triumph and thankful for that word of who he is. Matthew 1 and 21 says, The word was made flesh and his name is Jesus. He shall save his people from their sins. Jesus Christ was a living word of God. When he walked this earth, when Jesus spoke, it was with authority and power. The word of God is when you, when you speak, you need to speak with authority and power because his word is true. By his word, he healed the leopard. By his word, he opened up the blinded eyes. By his word, he made the lame to walk again. By his word, he raised the dead. By his word, he casted out demons. By his word this morning, he can deliver you. If you are sick, if you are needing deliverance, if you need a healing in your body, if you need the Holy Ghost of speaking with other tongues, it's going to be by His Word. It can happen today. In John 11, the Bible tells us of a story. I'm telling you, Brother Boyd started quoting some of these verses this morning. And I said, well, I just maybe I ought to just kind of Hold back a little bit. But I I think there's confirmation in this. The Bible talks us, tells us about Lazarus and Jesus walking to the tomb of Lazarus was buried. Was there was a problem. Jesus told Martha that her brother would rise again. And Martha knew he would rise again in the resurrection of that day. Everybody remember that story? There's a lot of, I don't know if you've ever read that story through and through. There's a lot of faith in that story. A lot of faith. Before even he rose Lazarus from the dead, there was a lot of faith going on. But Jesus' question was hers. Why, 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 would, why, would, why are we going to have to wait to resurrection day? Why are we going to have to wait to the last days before Lazarus would come? Martha knew who Jesus was. She believed Jesus was God manifested in flesh. She said it in the scriptures. And that Christ was the resurrection. But at this point, her faith was being attacked because it was something she was going through. Grief seems to always attack our faith. God's worse the same and powerful no matter if you're in the problem, or if you're in the problem, 
My dad's in the problem. My sister's in the problem. My pastor's in the problem. God's word is still the same. God's word is still the same. No matter if it's your problem, my problem, God's word is still powerful. It doesn't make a difference. His word is true. His word was the creation. His word was the resurrection. As Jesus came to the tomb of Lazarus, he wept. He wept of divine sympathy. Jesus said, take ye away the stone. Martha tried to convince Jesus at that point. Wait, 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 wait. Look, this man's been dead four days. Come on, saints. You ever left the church and, man, your faith was high? And, and, and you was going to minister to somebody, go pray for somebody? And on that way into the hospital or on that way to the prison, oh, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer. But wait, I got a word, man. I got a word. Who's been there? Who's been there? God's given you a word. And everything else seems to come in your way on that way. Lazarus was already dead for four days and you know it stunk. We didn't have all the embalming things that we do now. That wasn't their specialty. They wrapped them, put some oils on them. Essential oils. <laughs> Brother Jerry can preach on that on Facebook this time. It's, it's Lazarus. Okay, Jesus. You're asking for it. Pass out the handkerchiefs. We're about to have an odor here. Hold your breath. He's dead. I told you he was dead. At that point, who could comprehend the power of his word? Slowly, the stone rolled away as the stink of dead man began to fill the air. I smell the stink of a smell of dead man. I smell hurt. I smell fear. I smell the past. But God's power can prevail over that today. God's power can exceed over any issues you have in your life. God's power can exceed over any problems and sickness that is attacking your body this morning. Walking dead men on the street. And Jesus said, with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. The word of God went forth and entered into that tomb at this point. I don't know how it hit him. Some say it hit him by his side, hit him by the heart. But the Bible says his heart started ticking again. His blood started circulating again. He started breathing again. Lazarus came hopping out of that tomb. I don't, I don't know if it was the bunny hop or the skip or what. 
But at that point, those clothes were wrapped around him. And Jesus said, loose him and let him go. Let him go. This was all possible by the word of Jesus Christ. What a revival day that must have been. When men staring at this whole situation, not only is a dead man walking out, but when Jesus says, loose him, all that fell off. We have folks in this place today that have been bound in these caves, have said on their spirit and not let God use them the way they need to be used. It is time that we speak to our life and to our situation and say, loose them. Loose these things that are attacking my mind. Loose these things that are attacking my body. Loose these things that's come against my mind. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Jesus also spoke one day and said, destroy this temple. wasn't talking about his body. I mean, he wasn't talking about the actual building. He was talking about his body that day. He was talking about the temple of his body. The Jews saw to it that Jesus was going to be crucified. He was buried in the tomb of Arimathea where the Romans guards was placed around the tomb. The Jews were happy. The devils were singing, rejoicing of what had happened. Because Christ was gone and the hope of Israel was gone. I need y'all to plug in with me real fast. Because yes, I'm coming to a close real fast. The devil had forgot about one thing. Jesus was the living word of God. The Roman soldiers were stomping around the tomb for three days and three nights. No way this Jesus is coming out of there. We have him where we want him now. Unknown to the Roman soldiers, they were guarding the most powerful force. What they were guarding was their worst, was worse than dynamite. They were guarding the power of the word. They were guarding the power of the word. They were guarding the power, word made flesh. They were in a tomb where I am was in there. The I am wasn't behind that tomb. They were in that one who said, let there be light. And there was light. There was one in there that said, I and my father are one. There was one in there that says, I am. There was one that said, I am the bread of life. There was one in there that said, no man can take my life from me. Can we all stand? I really didn't have it much more to say here, but this. We question a lot of things that come into our lives. I was told that a missionary had came over from Spain and was ministering at a church and the revival had ended and 
someone had took care of their children of babysitting. He's, he'd asked his wife on a date. And she says, I'll go, but we got to go where I want to go. How many men's been there before? He says, okay. She says, I want to go to the pier. I want to go to the pier tonight, and I just want to sit. We live a busy life, and I just want to relax and enjoy you. He says, okay, okay, I'm good with that. So they get out to that pier that night. And he says, man, I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying my best just to be romantic. You know, just set, set the tone and be the, be the man I am. He said, all of a sudden, a couple of four walked up, man and wife and his two children. And he says, I'm sitting here, you know, whispering sweet nothings in her ear, you know. And says, this couple comes and sit right on a bench where I was sitting at. And he said, not only that, but they were just staring at us. Just looking at us. He said, so I moved to the next bench over. Just to get some comfort about myself being there with my wife, you know. And the woman just kept turning and looking, turning and looking. It made him very uncomfortable at this point. So he stood up, walked over to her, he said, ma'am, can I help you? In his mind, he's thinking, man, I'm, I'm just sitting here trying to be alone. She says, yes, you can help me. She says, I was in my hotel room, devout Catholic. I was in my hotel room, and the cable went off. And I looked at my husband, and I opened up the little desk beside us, and there was a Gideon Bible in there. And she said, when I opened that Bible, it took me to Acts 2 and 38. And I looked at my husband. I said, what does this mean? He says, I don't know, but I feel compelled to pray. He said, they all four knelt down and began to pray. And the Lord spoke to them. Not a past of this great faith, but the Lord spoke to them. They got up. The Lord spoke this. If you go to that pier, God's going to send a man. And he's going to give you a word. And he's going to answer these questions. So the man says, well, let me tell you this. This word is true. This word is powerful. Do you believe what that word says? She says, yes, sir. He looked at the man. Yes, sir. The children. Yes, sir. He says, we're going to pray. We're going to pray that we repent. And they started prayer of repentance. And when they began to pray, 
tears stopped. He says, okay, we're going to believe that you're going to fill, be filled with the Holy Ghost right now. I want you to lift your hands. They lifted their hands and he spoke a word of faith right there on that pier. And God filled them too with the Holy Ghost. The parents looked over and put their hands on their children. They began to be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's the power of his word this morning. That's the power of his word this morning. I want to tell you this morning, all head bowed in this place. If you come here today in search of something more than what you have, whether it be you got the Holy Ghost already or just a need, with all eyes closed, I want you to just raise your hands. I wonder if we could just all lift our hands and repent. Can we do that right now? Lord, right now, in the authority God. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806, or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.